Ooh, we're live. I mean, we're not live. <laughs> we're, we're recording. We're A-live. Well, that is a good thing, because if you're not, the podcast is much less exciting. It could be... You could, like, weekend at Bernie's it and just... Could do that. We might need some help with it. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to this uplifting podcast, the home of professional podcasting. The home of the warm fuzzies. It's as good as it's going to get. That's true. So... Do you, I feel like I look, like... A football player. Uh, what? Do my shoulders look like big? No. Okay. Comment if my shoulders look big. <laughs> no. It, there was a stone or something. Define big. I mean, like you, football player. Like it's like I've got. You look like, like you have good posture. I don't. Well. Like I feel like I'm like it's well, the eighties and it I have well today, like shoulder so. pads. Well, you know, so that's not a bad thing, right? Welcome to the eighties podcast. Hmm. We could have a lot of fun with the '80s podcast. I'd have more fun with the '90s, but I can, you, I can, I can get into '80s. You can't tell, but I'm actually wearing my hair like flock of seagulls. So, can't tell though because it's really short. So there's that. Really short. It's an optical illusion. Yes. Purity matters. Yes, yes, it does. And uh, as we're working through this podcast, we're going to be. We're talking about, um, <laughs> we are working through a lot of things. Uh, we're going to be talking about the reality that a child of God cannot embrace a life of impurity. And uh, we're looking at Ephesians chapter 5, starting with verse 3, uh, verse 3 through 7 specifically. Uh, and, and this is coming out of, it's, it's all within the, the general context of Paul saying to the church that uh, while your behavior doesn't determine who you are it reflects who you are mm -hmm. so because you're in christ this is written to the church not to uh, the general population but because you're in christ because you've been chosen adopted predestined to to be holy and blameless in his sight uh, then it makes sense as one who is accepted and dearly loved uh, as a child of god in light of that relationship that we should walk worthy of that calling, mm -hmm. that we should live a life that fits, that, that goes along with that. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, um, in keeping with that, then uh, he, he walks through a, a whole bunch of different details as far as what that looks like. What does it look like if I'm in Christ? How does that show up in my daily living? And when we get to um, chapter five, he starts by, it, it's actually coming out of chapter four, but uh, Usually does, <laughs> but the concept here, uh, as you've heard me say a number of times, I think the the paragraph and the chapter ought to begin at four thirty one, but it begins with five one. So I'll I'll throw that out there because this is the center of that. That we are to be imitators of God, therefore, or the newer edition of the uh, NIV, the inferior edition of the NIV says to follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and uh, it. The new edition says to walk in the way of love. Uh, the 84 edition says to live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So then that all is, is the context in which he's saying uh, what he says in verses 3 to 7. <clears throat> Excuse me. I feel a little raspy here. I don't. I think maybe the pre-show rant was too much. We ranted too much. Overwhelmed my uh, my voice today. I apologize. So anyway, uh, three through seven, he says. But among you, among you Christ followers, among you children of God, among you the church, there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place. 
but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, notice he's paralleling the three that he mentions earlier, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a man as an, as an idolater, <coughs> pardon me, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore do not be partners with them. And so uh, as he's laying this out, there are a couple of key things that we need to, to see. Um, three points that, that we can develop out of this. First, impurity distorts and destroys the way of love, right? So uh, he's saying this as um, it, it's actually extremely fitting for what we see in our contemporary context where people are constantly saying this whole thing of, you know, God is love. So, you know, all that we need to do is love everybody. If we just love everybody, then we've got it all down and there, we don't need to worry about, you know, obeying various commands and all that kind of stuff. Holiness isn't the point. Love is the point. Love, love, love. Love is love. God is love. And so therefore, as long as you're happy, God is happy and it's all good. We'll get on with that, the hippies. Yeah. And so anyhow, um, Paul is saying, in light of this living a life of love thing, uh, don't let that be defiled or contaminated by bringing impurity into that love relationship. Right, because we've skewed the definition of what love is. Well, that's, right. that's the problem. And that's not new. I mean, that was right. happening in the first century. It happened Live, before that. Love. So, right. uh, you know, specifically you look at like the Corinthian church where they were, they had all sorts of sexual lewdness and, and impropriety going on there. And, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, Jesus, love, great, awesome. And things were messed up. So they brought in uh, all sorts of flesh-oriented thinking and behavior and just said, love, therefore, you don't have to worry about it. Holiness doesn't matter. And, uh, and so he's saying, look, that if you're going to have sexual immorality or any other kind of impurity, it's a, it's a big picture. He focuses on the sexual immorality. That's obviously very central to the created order of things. And because that's such a universal issue, that's at the forefront here. But any kind of impurity or of greed, which is an impurity, but again, these are two things that he's singling out. So when, when I don't follow God's plan for marriage, sexuality, and family, or when I am focused on getting, gaining for me rather than, than living a life of love. These are two extremes in the coin. And, and, and actually, in, in the coin, two, two sides of the coin, two, two extremes. Coin. Anyhow. We've made up new phrases. Words, difficulty. Um, two that, extremes that, in the coin. That we see these extreme <laughs> coins. Um, <laughs> They're not regular that, that are that are defiling, that are, are contaminating, that are adulterating uh, the way of love, and somebody's poisoned the water hole. Well, exactly. There's. I was waiting for you to say that on Sunday. Yeah. You were this close because you said something about almost, poisoning, yeah. and I wanted to be like, "Somebody's poisoned the water hole." <laughs> well, but people someone already, pulled my string. People already think I'm weird, so I didn't want to. There's a snake in my boot. Contribute to that anymore. In case anybody did not quite catch what we were talking about. Anyhow. <laughs> If you didn't catch what we're wondering, talking about, get out. <laughs> get out. Get out. Uh, My favorite gif is that. I forget who it is, but I think it might be Carrie. It's not Carrie Grant. There's an old gif from an old movie, and he goes, get out. Gif for those of you who are actually saying I say gif because I like the peanut butter. Yes. Anyway, like proceed. So anyway, these are, are two extremes that we need to be 
on our guard against in, in seeking to walk in the way of love is the impurity that, that distorts and destroys that you know it's going to be tainted by immorality or corrupted by our greed. Uh, the other thing that he brings up here is that what comes out reflects and affects what's inside. And so as he is looking at um, in verse 4, nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking. These things are out of place among God's people. But instead, thanksgiving. We should have the things that are coming out of us should be things that are expressing gratitude to God, that are our, um, our speech, our uh, expression should be that of thankfulness, that we're actually um, living a life of worship. And it, it echoes uh, what Jesus says and what James says, that uh, the, the things that come out of our mouths are the overflow of our heart. And, you know, that if we're, if we're dishing things out of a well, if we're, if we're pulling a bucket up out of a well or drawing from a well what comes out of the faucet isn't, it's not salt water and fresh water. Right. You know, there's, that's not how this works. Um, and something can't come out of you if it's not already in you. Right. And so we end up, as you said, someone has poisoned the water hole. So <laughs> that's a very official way of saying <clears throat> Yeah. So, someone has indeed poisoned So we want to make sure that, that we're aware that uh, the things that, that come out of me reflect who I am. So we don't want to let my mouth forget who I am in Christ. And, I liked that. So I saw that you uh, you posted that, so I, I was digging it. Uh, I think I actually shared your post. You did. I was like, oh, well, okay. How about that? <laughs> How about that? So, uh, At like other, two in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Why was I up there? <laughs> Anyhow, um, the, the other thing is that the things that we say, uh, there, there's a an aspect of self-talk that goes into that. So we are not only affecting others with what comes out of us, but we're affecting ourselves. Right. As well as what we take into ourselves, what we put into our well is what we're going to draw out of our well. And so we need to be aware that we don't we don't want to let our, our ears or our eyes or our entertainment choices, or the people that we hang out with, the things that we take in, uh, the books that we read, the, the, the worldviews that, that we imibe regularly, we don't want to let these things poison our mind. And, and so we need to be vigilant on that. Okay? Um, it, maybe it's not relevant, but I feel like it is. <clears throat> Isn't everything relevant eventually? Well, so... And, we, when, and when have we podcasted about true. things that that's are relevant? True. Never mind. Around. Let's talk about Twinkies now. Um, <coughs> we, we have, we know... They're smaller and not as good as they used to be. Unless you put them in the freezer. Take a Twinkie. Still put smaller. It, put it in the freezer and then dip it in some hot cocoa. Now this I'm going to have to try. Yes. Back to what you were Wonderful saying. Wonderful treat. So. Um, we know a couple people. I'm so I, distracted now I by won't Twinkies name names. and hot chocolate. I'm sorry. Okay. It's not hot, good hot chocolate weather. I will say that. Hmm. Um, we know two people. That's all we know are two people. Um, but we've had conversations about this before, so I hope you're picking up what I'm putting down. Um, both listened to presently or maybe listened to in the past a certain kind of music that uh, I, I guess I'd describe it as like maybe like hardcore music or... Are you talking about you and me? Yes. I love hardcore music. Um, I don't know, like death metal, whatever you want to call it. Like mm. the screaming into the microphone thing that sure. I don't understand. Um, and there's even Christian bands that are, mm -hmm. that are like that. So uh, these two people we know... Um, I've seen some of them in concert. Well, so. I'm going to say one of them is your is your child. Yes. Um, so somebody can listen. Ricky, if you're listening, we're talking, we're talking about, about you. We're talking about you. So. 
and we're not going to talk about the tick. Go this ahead. Week. So, oh, um, man, that was good. Uh, so somebody, somebody can listen to maybe music like that that might be maybe not even the words are bad, but it might it just sounds kind of angry and aggressive sure. and whatever. Somebody can listen to that and be totally okay right. and be the nicest person and the calmest person in the world. Somebody else could listen to it and it could affect them and it could make them an angry or maybe they have a bent toward that already, but it could fuel their anger, or fuel their whatever. Right. So if I can, as a Christian, as a human being, I can discern what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. I can watch a movie and be like, eh. I was telling uh, Heidi the other day, I was I started to watch a show on Netflix and it was based off a, off a book or maybe a book series. Mm-hmm. And I watched the first episode and something happened and I went, Whoa, that's that was unexpected. And she goes, Yeah, it's the books are better. Um, <laughs> and so I can I can discern that. It, but I could also probably have watched that and and realized, you know, I, I'm taking this for what it is. Like it wouldn't have affected me, mm-hmm. you know. But some people aren't like that. So I, I, I'm not I'm not sure I'm gonna get my point across here. But where is the line in which like there are some things where I'm like that's not for me. I don't want to watch that. I think sure. that's too inappropriate for me to watch. It makes me uncomfortable. It makes me feel, I don't know, guilty. Maybe that's not the right word. But but uh, where's the line there? I mean, because something might affect somebody. Let's say you've got two Christ followers and something, a piece of media or a piece of entertainment is going to affect somebody one way and affect somebody another way. Right. And so how do you discern that? Is it an individual thing or, or what? You know, I'm glad you asked this question. That was a very long question. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, I'm a rambler. And, and now that the podcast is over. But, <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> thank you. We're out of time. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that you asked that because it, that's a hard question. And ultimately, when we get to all of these things, we've we got to move beyond theory mm-hmm. to how do, when the rubber meets the road, right. how do I do Today this? Today, right? in a practical sense. Right, because we want to connect the reality of God right. to the realities of life. That's so the, it's one thing for me to be able to say, Oh, there's bad music. I shouldn't listen to bad right. music. Or it's a bad another movie or whatever. Th- there's another thing for me to, to say, you know, what is that, and how do I right. know? How do I make that determination? Can I tell you one more thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, have you ever watched the show One Tree Hill? Probably not. It wasn't really in your demographic uh, at the time. No, I saw a lot of the commercials. Right. So I, I, I didn't watch it. And in all honesty, I don't watch a lot of primetime TV anymore. Well, right. So. so I didn't really watch One Tree Hill when it was on the air, like in the early 2000s. But I rewatched it. Um, I've I've watched all the seasons maybe three or four times, and uh, it's a te- it was a teen drama on I think it started on, on the it started oh. on the WB oh, and then okay. it switched to CW when they bought okay. that out. But anyway, there are some things. Those are the places you find all the teen dramas, right? right? And this was like teen dramas in the early two thousands. So yeah. um, it's 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 as risque as you're gonna probably get on those stations. It's not like on HBO or whatever. Especially in the two thousands, right? But there were some things that, or there are some things in that series that have made me uncomfortable or whatever. And now that I'm, you know, the, there were three main female characters on there, and now they've started a podcast where they're rewatching the show and they're talking about it. And so I've started listening to that, and then it's making me think about the show. And there are parts of that that make me feel uncomfortable, but then I'm like, well, I'm, a, I'm the same age as these women, and I'm like, we're, I kind of feel connected to that, and blah, blah, blah. Sure. But there are some parts where there are things they're talking about that still make me feel like, mm, I'm not totally cool with that, but I want to keep listening to this because I like this part. So that just kind of ties into it from a personal standpoint. That's where I am right now. Well, that, that, you know, I went through the same kind of struggle uh, my wife and I did it with friends when it mm. actually 
came out back. People don't realize it's a thousand years old. This came out in monolithic period. And you had to wait but, a week to see the next episode. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> back when television was actually television <laughs> and there were three networks and eventually right. four networks. Right. But anyway, uh, by that time, I think there were already four. I digress. The issue that we ran into was totally relate to what's mm-hmm. going on here because this is actually my gen- It's funny when I see 14-year-olds watching Friends because right. this is my generation. These are the people that are my age that, you know, we're going through this. And if my classmates and my friends lived in New York and, and mm-hmm. had a fairly affluent lifestyle, this is exactly what right. they'd have been dealing with. And so that was something that I could easily connect with. And yet... There was so much ungodliness in there, you know, just truly wretched worldview stuff going on. And, oh, but it's funny, right? right? And, and, and you connect with it. So then <laughs> it's hard. I don't know that it's always that complicated, but, right. but it's hard for me to say, you know, I'm going to turn away from this even though it's... Funny, and I connect right. with right. it. I understand it, and these things are, are things that my friends are dealing with. Um, and, and so we we did watch it, and I remember, uh, you know, we kind of Shelly and I would go back and forth because we'd watch it, and I'd feel convicted about it and say, I don't right. think we can watch this anymore. And then we would keep watching it, and then we finally, you know, there's an episode um, where they were. Well, I, I'm not even going to describe it because I think it's too much for our particular podcast audience. Um, but they were debating over who deserved to be in an illicit relationship mm. more. I think I can say that. I hope so because I already did. Uh, but we're not editing. <laughs> but as we, you know, we're looking at this. I'm like, you know, and that's when Shelley said, "We can't, we can't do this anymore." Right. And so, you know, we stopped. And it's not that I've never watched it since, or and it's not that there's no redeeming value in it. Right. Same thing with that '70s show. I, you know, I watched that '70s show. You know, and when it came out, it was so offensive. I just like couldn't watch it. And then I ended up watching it on reruns. I'm like, this is my high school experience. Right. You know, because you know we're in a small town, so the '70s kind of hit us in the '80s. But you know, all, all the bands they're listening to, all the things they're going through, all the things that they're wearing, all the stuff that they're talking about. This is what. You know, I was living, you know, or seeing these people, you know, in in my group of friends. And so, same kind of wrestling that goes on. We have to make discernment decisions every day. Mm-hmm. So, to go back to, for example, the, the hardcore music or, or however you're... There are some things that are obvious. You know, grandma hears that and says, that's the devil. You know, right. that's devil right. music. It's angry and so on. Um, and, and people used to... I was a big metalhead in high school, uh, but listened to, at that time, a, a lot more of the hair and glam metal mm. kind of stuff was out. And so I was a big Striper fan, would not listen to secular metal for the most part because it was horrifically ungodly in a lot of it. And uh, and there are some bands I wouldn't listen to then that I do listen to now that, um, to a certain extent, uh, listen to makes it sound like I actually do a lot of that. But, I don't turn away from it right. the same way is what I'm saying. But as we're dealing with it, the um, you know there were a lot of folks that would say, oh, you know, I, I remember having a Striper concert T-shirt to hell with the devil and having some Christians be totally freaked out by that. Like, this is so heinous. And I felt like a big rebel at the time. And, you know, now that's so passe in today's right. world. But... Um, I love that word, heinous. But, but you really need to be able to discern... <laughs> 
in in real time. This is the hard thing is in real time. You right, know, I, right, I can right. go back and reassess later. Right. But as I'm living life now, how do I how do I deal with this as it's happening right. and, and have good discernment? And while obviously if you're listening to, you know, things that are promoting uh, immorality or promoting, right, right. you know, violence and, and hatred and so on, you can see that easily. And then as you mentioned, there are our Christian bands, or at least so-called Christian bands, there are some, you know, very often um, there there during the period when that became a very popular thing, there were a number of bands that were nominally Christian. Mm-hmm. They, they were Christian in name only, and many of them have since joined the deconstructing uh, movement that that's going on out there because the roots weren't there, you know, and, and even like so, POD. Or have they gone back? They 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 stepped away for a while. Uh, they they stepped away from mainstream, but they did that even during their thing. Mm-hmm. I I had some. I was a big fan of POD, and then I had some big gripes with them later on in lack of good judgment right. and wisdom. Sorry, I don't <clears> think they have, the to, to my knowledge they never <clears throat> turned away from oh, okay. the faith. But maybe they did. I I don't know because I didn't keep up on. I just was very frustrated with some decisions they made. But they didn't ask my opinion. So you know, if they happen to listen to the podcast, then there you go. Um, but they're not in England. So. But the thing, <laughs> but the thing that we have to wrestle with is that some things are clear and obvious. Yeah, and other things are not. So, you know. So you feel convicted about them later. Well, <laughs> sometimes that's the case. And sometimes what is a struggle for you isn't a struggle for me. Right, right. right. That's what so, I was kind of getting at. You know, and we're in the, in the pre show fist fight here, in, the, in something to rant about. We look good for beating each other up. Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> as, we were, um, as we were talking about things, and I, you know, <laughs> once again talking about Hallmark movies. There's a lot of good and positive things, but there are some really bad things, and there are some people, <laughs> there are some people who just really shouldn't right. be watching these right. things because it sets them up for failure. I right? probably should, <laughs> um, at least once upon a time. And then there are some that you can enjoy it, right. understand there's reality and not reality, right. and, and and so on. But but the bottom line is know thyself. You know, right. I have to recognize right. if I have an if I have a tendency toward rage and anger and listening to let's assume. Let's assume it's all Christian lyrics, right? right? But, but I'm, I'm listening to some really angry music that is from a Christian perspective, but it's dealing with hard issues. And I know that that fuels my rage mm-hmm. and it makes me less Christ-like. Well, then it might not be inherently bad, but it's bad for me. And I need to recognize that. And I need to not put that stuff into me. Uh, NF is a good example. I don't know if you're familiar with NF. He's a... a, a, a a fairly big rapper right now uh, who's got a lot of crossover success. He's from Michigan, actually. and uh, Was influenced in his style and in a lot of ways by, uh, by Eminem. So not really copying Eminem, but as a kid growing up listening to Eminem, it's weird that we live in an age where Eminem is... I feel you know, that old. real yeah, old now. Should. So wow. anyway, uh, but, but was, as a kid going through a hard life, was influenced by that. And his music reflects that. So Christian lyrics... But a lot of it is depressing and hard and angry and, and just kind of processing musically and allowed the, the difficult life that he went through. And, you know, some of the songs can be uplifting and, and some of the th- songs can be just, just processing, just going mm-hmm. through that. Well, some people can't listen to that without being dragged down. Right. And you got to know yourself. 
Other people can listen to that, and it actually helps me come to terms with where I'm at and find a greater uh, strength in, in taking hold of Christ. It's like when you, the old trope of when you go through a bad breakup and you listen to love songs yeah, or whatever. Right. Some people are going to get through it. Some people it's going to make them feel worse. Right. And and, and, and you got to know yourself. So some people in that breakup playlist are going to have songs that make them feel better, right. you know, that are uplifting. And some people in that breakup playlist are going to have songs about how horrible life is right. and it makes them and feel better. And they're sitting in the room eating their Ben and Jerry's. Right. And just... So, you, you know, if you're, if you you're, I know that you remember the Cosby episode where Theo was singing the blues about yeah. Justine, right? So Justine, are we allowed Justine. to talk about Cosby or have we just no. kind of greenwashed that? How do you like that? Hey. I threw that greenwash in there. So <laughs> we're just going to pretend that that whole thing never happened. Um, Theo didn't do anything surprisingly wrong. Surprisingly still on Prime. But <clears throat> anyway, if you if you look at that, that, that's really what the blues is about is I'm just I'm getting that stuff that's inside of me out, right? right? And I love the and blues. so it can be it can be really bad. Nicely done. It can be really bad. It can be really good. It can be really helpful. It can be really harmful. And I have to be able to discern that based on my own growth curve and, and the wisdom where I'm at. So that's with everything. Absolutely. So that's just like question. just like you know, if you, with your diet, right. there are some things that you know I just can't eat. You know that. Why? You know, when I was 30, when I was well, a young right, person right. like you, then I could eat those things and it didn't matter to me. I could, you know, it didn't affect me. But now, if I eat those things, you know, I could be dead. So, you know, Welp. you know, or more likely for myself, I know that with my mother's chewy oatmeal raisin cookies, if I have one, I'm going to have 40. I can't do oatmeal raisin. Oh my They're God, like the chocolate chip see. fake out. Like you think you it's gonna, like, you sound like Emma. That's what my daughter. You think it's like. gonna be that's all, exactly what all of these nice oatmeal raisins, chocolate chips, and you bite into it and you go, "Oh, it's a raisin!" Right. I would contend that oatmeal chocolate chip are just. I don't want good. my cookies to lie to me. But that's why they're called oatmeal <laughs> but, raisin. But no one's gonna cookies, be like, so. you see a plate of cookies, and no one's gonna be like, "Oh, by the way, those are oatmeal raisins." They're just sitting there, and you're gonna grab one and be deceived and bite I've into it. I've never been raisin. deceived by this. Uh, the point being, I know that I have to have something help me with this. Or I'm going to eat them all, right? Oh, you know, help. I just, you know, tacos. You know, if you put five of them in front of me, I'm going to eat five of them and probably want six. But I probably should have stopped at two or three because right. I'm going to be in trouble. And, and, there's, you know. a, there's a Jim Gaffigan joke that I probably said before. It's talking about the difference between pizza and cake. And how you, they can't compete. And people are like, if, if you eat a whole pizza, people are like, oh, wow, you were hungry. If you eat a whole cake, people are like, you got a problem. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and in both cases, I have a problem. Right. So as you're, you know, as you're looking at, at so much of this, you have, to, you have to be able to weigh where you are in life. Right. And, and that there, makes sense. There are times that, you know, you know even Christian music, I mean, there, there are certain things that are just not for me at a particular that time and place. Uh, books that you should not be reading. That might be fine for somebody else. You know, I, I was saying to a, a, a friend, a couple of friends, that look, you can't drink a beer. Right. You know, that's you need to cut this out of your life Completely. entirely. Right. Now, somebody else that might not be a big deal. You know, you have a beer with a ball game or a meal or whatever. It's not not a big deal. But because you know you, you can't drink just a little bit. Because it's going to mess you up. You're going to go in a bad place. You got to know yourself. Does that mean that drinking alcohol is universally across the board a sin all the time? Well, no. And and you know you can make a case for wisdom in it, but you can't say, well, the Bible says this is a sin because it doesn't. 
but it does say that drunkenness is a sin. It does say lack of control is, is a sin. It does say that letting anything outside of the Holy Spirit control you, that is, that is a harmful thing and dishonors God. So I have to know myself in this. So when we're talking about what, what we let our ears do to our minds, I got to know myself. And and so Philippians four eight is um, pretty uh, pretty good filter for us as far as trying to discern it. I think most folks have heard it, whether they recognize it or not. Uh, when I give the reference, but Paul says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Now, what he's saying here is this is where we need to be dwelling, where we need to be focusing. We need to put our mind on these things. So does that mean I just don't deal with difficult things? I don't want to talk about the children that are starving in, in developing countries. I don't want to talk about human trafficking because it doesn't fit that description. No, it, it, it has everything to do with the with the direction that we're going with it and the preponderance of what we are feeding ourselves, mm. right? There's nothing wrong with having a candy bar periodically for most people. Some people can't, you know, it might throw your diabetes into, into a bad situation. So there, some people just can't do that. But for most of us, having that once in a while is, is one thing. Having that all the time is a harmful thing. So for me to deal even with... Even if it's a payday? Even if it's a payday. For, for me to deal with the darkness... That's necessary. I have to deal with the darkness at times. But if I spend going, all my time right. dealing with the darkness, I will be drowning in it. It, it right. will affect me in ways that I don't recognize. There's two extremes there because if you ignore it, it's going to catch up with you That's eventually. Right. That's right. And probably be worse than it would have been if you just would have dealt with it at the time. When there's a lion prowling <clears throat> about and you pretend that there isn't and you ignore it, you're likely to be harmed by it. But if you spend all your time focusing on fearing and dwelling on that lion then you're, not, you're going to be paralyzed and you might as well already be dead because you can't live. So this, that's, I, I think as we're talking about discernment, you know, if, we were, if we were going to do a podcast more specifically on that, we could spend more time, but I think I've already spent too far much. too much. So Thank you for answering that. <laughs> well, thank you for asking it. So impurity distorts and destroys the way of love. What comes out reflects and, and affects what's inside. And then the third thing that he says, and I think this is something that is particularly timely for us, um, when you get to, um, in light of those things, he says, understand, you can't live this way. You can't be, you know, the identity of your life, the preponderance of your life, the direction that you're going can't be immoral, impure, or greedy. Because if that's where you are, then you're not a Christ follower. You're an idolater. You're putting these things ahead of Christ. Uh, and no one who lives like that has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Right, So you don't, by not doing those things, you don't earn your way in. But if you are a child of God, you don't live that way. That's not who you are anymore. And that's the whole point of the second half of this letter. And he goes on to say, let no one deceive you with empty words related to this. So he's saying the, the, there are people out here throughout the, the first century empire, and we're certainly seeing that today, people who are out here saying, it doesn't matter what you do. Go ahead, sin, you know, sin, to as we talked about uh, in Something to Rant About, the distortion of 
Luther's words, sin boldly. Just go for it. Hey, what, what difference does it make? There are no rules. You know, God just wants you to be happy. That's all he wants is for you to be happy. So do what makes you happy. And if being with that person makes you happy, then go for it. If, you know, if whatever it is. And so then we live by human understanding instead of trusting the Lord. And that creates an idolatry in us. And people are telling us all the time that this is okay. Right. There's an article, uh, maybe Christianity Today. Maybe it wasn't, but there was an article. Christianity yesterday. There was an article uh, recently pointing out the fact that it is now the new evangelical norm for people to live together before being married, and and we've talked about this extensively at other points and you know privately and in the podcast that this is not God's will for you. This is the opposite. This is playing married when we're not married, and it is by every measure that the biblical writers would have understood this is sexual immorality when we're living in this lifestyle. But we have pastors who are perfectly okay with this because that's the norm that we're in. And so we want to just live the way the world is. And we've allowed all this impurity to distort and defile everything about the life of Christ in us. And it, it has to cause us to question whether the life of Christ is in us at all right maybe it is and we've just are not thinking right but if we're not longing to do god's will then we really have to question whether we've been changed and i think that's the difference because when when you first uh brought this i read that on sunday i thought and I, i felt this way before about different different passages and i know how i'm supposed to be but i think it'd be easy for somebody to think Man, I screw up every single day. I do things that I know I'm not supposed to do every single day, so I must not be a, a regenerate person or I must right. not be a Christ follower. That's not what it's saying. No, no. When, that, when that's the direction that we're heading, right. when we're okay with that, right. then you're, you're not a Christ follower right. if you're not following Christ. I, I don't mean to be overly obvious and, and but on I think the this, nose this here, warrants but. that. I think that's important to discern here because... Christ followers are not perfect. There's a difference between stumbling and taking a different path. I I was asking for songs for, was we do a weekly playlist kind of based on uh, the sermon. So check that out on Facebook if you haven't yet. It's on Spotify. Um, And I was thinking of it already, but then uh, Heidi sent me, What If I Stumble by DC Talk. And that's perfect because like, we are going to stumble, but it's your mindset of like, that's okay, no big deal. Or, oh shoot, I messed up. I feel horrible about it. I know that's not who I am. Right. I think that's important to discern in this passage, especially because um, certainly, like when I when I first, you know, when you were first talking about it, I went, man. Mm-hmm. But that's not who I. I know that's not who I am. Right. And, but I, you know, whenever you mess up, you feel bad about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Well, and and the reason you feel bad about it says a lot. Right. Right. If I feel bad about it, your mom and I were just actually talking about this before you came in. And the difference between Peter and Judas. Mm-hmm. If I feel bad about it because of, you know, it hurts my reputation, or even it hurts the reputation of the church, or or whatever else, uh, or it brings about bad consequences. That's low level stuff, and may not I mean anybody can feel that, right. right? So if I fear the consequences, it's not that that's invalid. It's it's just that that's that doesn't indicate a particular relationship. Right. That's a natural thing. But the regenerate heart grieves the fact that I have grieved the heart of God. So when I sin and I stumble and I, I have, you know, I've messed up. I've done something that, that my daddy doesn't want me to do. 
my love relationship with daddy breaks my heart. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the regenerate thinking. So you look at the difference between Peter and Judas, both of whom betrayed Christ at, at crucial moments. And Judas was so overwhelmed by his grief that he quit and gave up you know, and, and killed himself. Peter, on the other hand, was so overwhelmed by his grief, but both grieved by their sin, but the motivation and the response was dramatically different. Mm -hmm. Peter, being in Christ, in his response, it drove him to a broken heart, to weeping, and to a changed life. So now I've done this. I don't ever want to do this again. But you right. know what? He did do it again. Later on, Paul has to confront him because he's getting caught back up in the legalism and he didn't stand courageously for what he knew to be the gospel message. And Paul called him out. And Peter repented. Rather than saying, Paul, you're just a terrible person right. and, and I'm going to do whatever I want, Peter ends up later defending Paul's writings in his own letters. So there is the, what happens inside of us in our response to our stumbling goes a long way toward revealing what has happened inside of us. And, and that's, you know, again, changing our behavior doesn't make us a child of God. But being a child of God absolutely changes our behavior. And that's where Paul, in, in this particular uh, point, and, and 2 Corinthians, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 6 is a, another, you know, real strong picture of this. Don't you know? You can't be in Christ and live like that. You know, Romans 6 is pointing out the difference between being dead in Adam and alive in Christ and then and Paul dealing with his own sin in Romans 7 like man I keep doing this stuff that I know I shouldn't be doing and I keep failing to do what everything in my inner person wants to do because I know it's the right thing and I want to and yet I blow it and I don't do it so I, I sin by commission I sin by omission what is wrong with me and his conclusion is, thanks be to God, Jesus Christ is what delivers me out of this. It's only Christ who has made me alive, who has changed me. Therefore, Romans 8.1, there's no condemnation left for me if I'm in Christ. He's taken it all. It's not about me. It's about him. And, and as we're walking through this, we need to recognize that if I'm going to, if I am going to just embrace this worldly identity, I'm going to identify with the flesh. And right now, again, we're still in you know, what they're calling Pride Month. Interesting, pride is one of the seven deadly sins. So do with that what you will. Babylon be it. An interesting little piece about that. But anyway, uh, if, you're, if I'm embracing my sexual identity, whatever that is, if I see myself primarily, even if I see myself primarily as a heterosexual person, I'm viewing myself through the flesh, right? Right. So where I need to view myself is, am I in Christ or am I not? If I'm in Christ, then my entire life belongs to Christ and I surrender all of myself, all of my identity to Christ. Therefore, it doesn't matter whether, if I, if I struggle with same-sex attraction, and, and, and people do, right? It's, it, that's a thing. But it's not the struggle that is the sin. Right. It's the embracing of the impurity, of the immorality that, that is the problem. We're going to be dragged away by our own evil desires, the, the, the desires of the flesh. It's not who we truly are in Christ, but the, the, the old sin nature that's uh, rearing up its ugly head. You know, and it drags us away and we're enticed, according to the book of James. And when that happens, then 
it gives birth to sin. It isn't in itself. Temptation isn't sin. Right. But when I say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to be okay with this. I know God said this is not okay, but I'm okay with it. And I'm going to choose to be proud of my sin. And it doesn't matter if we're talking about LGBTQIA plus issues or if we're talking about the socially acceptable current norm mm -hmm. of living together outside of wedlock or sleeping together outside of wedlock when we're in, in you know I sound old when I say outside of wedlock cuz nobody says wedlock anymore but but when I'm when I'm living in a way that fits my human understanding contrary to the scriptures command and and what we see as as a biblical holiness then I am defiling I'm buying into the deception that, that the devil is putting out there. And, and that's exactly what Paul is saying not to do. Don't, don't even associate with people who are telling you that what is right is wrong and what is wrong is right. Don't, don't allow those empty words that are telling you, it's okay, it doesn't matter how you live. You can live however you want as long as you trust Jesus. It doesn't matter what you believe about Jesus as long as you trust Jesus. Uh, I had a guy come to me this week that said, you know, I... I stopped going to church because all I ever heard is Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you. And I'm like, yeah, I got it. Is there anything else? Mm. And yeah, I mean, it's true. Jesus does love you. But there's a lot more. God took 66 books of details to show us exactly how and why it matters that Jesus loves you. Right. That's huge stuff. And it actually connects practically with how we live our lives every day. But how we live our lives every day in this temporal realm is small potatoes right. compared to eternity. And there's so much more to, to figure out and learn. I sent you something last night about Genesis that I've yeah. looked over my entire life, one little verse, and it's and you expand. I mean, I said something and then you expanded on it even more. And it's just, mm -hmm. there's so much more to constantly not only learn, but see how it all connects. Yeah. And that's the important thing. But we're way over time, so I think we well, should. Well, and, and <laughs> just in, in kind of wrapping it up, Paul is making it really clear in this particular paragraph. And, it, and it's really the, the whole picture of what he's saying in the last three chapters of of Ephesians, but he's saying in this paragraph that what what you do with your body matters. Mm. What you do with your life and relationships matters. What you say with your mouth matters. All of these things are part of belonging to Christ. And if there's any part of you that you're not surrendering to Him, that's not not that He's not ruling over as Lord. He either has all of you or he doesn't have you at all. And you need to recognize that. We will stumble, as you said, that, that's, that's a biblical reality and it's a, a, an experiential reality that we all can, can attest to without even having education. We all know that we stumble and fall. But the question then is, do we run from him or do we run to him? Will we embrace it and say, well, that's, that's all I'm good for and so forget about God, I'm gonna do my own thing. Mm -hmm. Or are we going to say, look, I, I messed up. I want to run to daddy. I'm going to hand this over to you. Take it and change me. And that's, that's really where we're at. Okay, we will stop there. Uh, thank you guys for listening. If you'd like to leave a comment or a question, feel free to do so on uh, Facebook or YouTube or even Twitter. Um, or you can send us an email at somethingrealatreallifeonline.org. You can leave us a voicemail. Uh, using the Anchor app if that's how you get your podcasts or leave us uh, one here at the church at 269-756-RLCC. Cool. That's all of our social media plugs for the week. That's all I have.
Groovy. I mean, I probably have more stupid questions, but we'll save those for another time. And that's as good as it's going to get. as good as it's going to get. Thanks for listening, everyone.